Hi. Welcome to Moral High Ground. I am Shelby Kyles, Shelby Lee Kyles, great SLK. And today we're going to be talking about this war, this thing that's happening in Hamas and in Israel again. And this time there was something that reached out to me in the nightly news. Uh, it was about uh, something that reminded me of something biblical. And I read something biblical I read multiple times, which is Sodom and Gomorrah's destruction uh, in the hotel of Abraham, you know, and uh, also a part that reaches in Judges. Now, a certain thing happened, not just in, so let me back up a bit. In the Bible, there's lots of stories, and, you know, it's all history, if you truly understand what's going on, the reason why you want to say it's history for those of y'all that haven't read the Bible is because every culture is involved in this thing. It's not just, people think that it's just uh, God's people, which it is, and it is God. A lot of people talk about Jesus. Jesus comes later on in the book, uh, but way later on because there's so many prophets, there's so much stuff going on, Jesus comes later, but his elements is all through the Bible. Certain things get repeated in the Bible is what I'm getting at, and one thing that got repeated is this whole thing with Lot's uh, bringing the angels home, and the daughter uh, was offered to the people because the people thought the angels were beautiful, and they all wanted to have sex with them. And the angels struck them all blind, and Lot and his daughters and his wife was able to get away, and were able to uh, go to the, there's two uh, towns that were there. I can't remember what the names are right now, and. The wife turned around and looked back and turned into a pillar of salt, which you all know. So maybe you watch Supernatural. There's something happened like that, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But anyway, in the story, they wanted to have sex with these angels, and so Lot offers his daughter to have sex with them. They're 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 beautiful. These are my guests. I don't want you to do that to them, type of thing. And that's when angels struck them blind. And then uh, later on, it happens again in Judges, and in Judges. Uh, it was a total different occurrence. So it's like history repeating itself, but it changed. So in this aspect, once again, there were people coming to have sex to angels. And, I, and it wasn't a prophet. I know there was a prophet or somebody that the angels were coming to see. And I'm not too familiar with it because I haven't read that one a lot. But because Sodom and Gomorrah is well known, I read it a lot to try to understand it. And I've dissected that whole story multiple times. And the reason why I read it a lot is because I was obsessed with Abraham uh, at the time, and which later on became an obsession with Jacob and then Joseph. <laughs> I go on and on through the Bible because I've read it. And so what the thing is, uh, so what happens in Judges is this guy brings these angels back. Same scenario that happened a lot in his daughter and his family. Uh, and the angels came, and then these guys wanted to have sex with him because they were more beautiful. And what happens is the guy offers his woman, or the, it's either his wife or his daughter, it's not remembering exactly which one, because it's been, I've only read that part twice. Uh, but a lot, like I said, the whole destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, I read so many times. It's like Genesis 6, Genesis 11. I know those real well, especially Genesis 11 and 6, because um, here you got the Nephilims being born which is a thing that I researched, not just in, in Hebrew, but in, in Greek. 
as well as English translations. I had a Bible that was translated from Greek to English to English to Hebrew and vice versa, on and on. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of things about the Nephilim that's interesting, but sticking with this um, thing, the woman goes outside because he offers the woman up to the people instead of the angels, and they literally rape her and beat her and stuff. And so when they're done with her, there's nothing but bones and stuff. It, it was, that's what I can remember. Well, it might be, you know, something, something about her head, her skull, or something like that. Now, what I'm getting at with this news um, news footage thing is they talk about it, and it almost sounds similar, except for, once again, another change in the story. Another change in the story. This time it's not striking people blind like in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's not raping her until she's a skeleton. It's, it's more modern, but it's the same thing. So it's a the reason why I thought this is a good uh, episode and topic, and it's not going to be a long episode because I just wanted to glance over this because it's happened a week or so ago, but I've been pondering it for quite some time because this is what I do when I think I see something that's biblical prophecy or something that's tied to God, any spiritual uh, significance of something that I read when it comes to ancient texts. And it's not just biblical with the Bible, it's like, because uh, at one point I studied, <clears throat> and this is on my own, because I have a, a search for meaning, and I search for truth, and I wanted to know the origins of every culture. So, for example, I went and learned about a lot of different gods. Not that I went to... I studied, stayed with Christ and, and God, and I read the Bible and always would go back to it and wanted to learn how many different ways it's uh, changed. And so I studied the Pentecostal. I studied the Seventh-day Evangelists. I studied the Lutheran Church, which I found to be very interesting, and I really like Martin Luther. And I ain't talking about Martin Luther King. I'm talking about the monk, Martin Luther, who rewrote the Bible in a time period where people couldn't read and they really could read, but they couldn't read Roman because that's where everything was taken over by the, the Catholicism. Um, and so then I, so it was like Pentecostal, Protestant, uh, non-dominational, Seventh-day Evangelist, uh, as well as Lutheran. And I went to these things every week for at least eight months. And on the middle of that, and on Wednesday, I would always go to Buddhist meditation and became a lay Buddhist. Not saying that I, uh, so most people say, okay, you're only supposed to practice one religion, but there's a quote in the Bible, and I think it's in John, I believe, where they say that the best way to God is through meditation and prayer. So Buddhist meditation made sense to me because you go in there and you, you know, meditate and stuff. So for unlike everybody else in there that's just meditating, I would pray to God in my meditation first before I started trying to do uh, what they were saying to reach this meditating state where, not like in the movies where they say, um, oh, you got to clear all your thoughts so you can do this. No, they say in Buddhist meditation that you're supposed to let your thoughts pass and don't focus on one thing because no matter how much you sit there and try not to think of something, something's going to pop up in your brain. But you got to let it go by. You can't hold on to it. Because once you hold on to it, then you start thinking. 
and you start thinking of a memory or something. So the thing is not to think about what's focusing in your mind, the visions that's coming through your mind, the things you're seeing from your past, your present, a thought. You know, you got to let it fly through and just let it keep going. But then eventually what you're meditating for will come to you, to come to light, as they say. And you'll start to have a different understanding on things. Um, so where I'm at with this is so I studied all these things and as well as uh, I went to later on when I stopped doing all those uh, services, I went to uh, Hebrew studies, which I was very into because everything's mostly Hebrew when it comes to the Bible. And I learned a lot of stuff. And the thing that I liked the most is when they were talking about the tabernacle. Because if you read the Bible, you hear it constantly. You're like, the tabernacle, the tabernacle. And if you don't know what the tabernacle is, you're like, what is this? You know, Moses and these tabernacles everywhere. <laughs> and then later on, there's more stuff about the tabernacles and other, uh, like Joshua and all this. There's always talking about the tabernacle. And so you learn that it's, it's actually a representation of God. It's also got so many prophecies why walking into the thing that's going to happen later on with Jesus and everything. And it's actually quite beautiful uh, for respect for the culture. And, you know, this, it, this makes a lot of sense. But then I learned about some Hebrew words, the seven prophecies uh, that have and have not been fulfilled. Three have not been fulfilled, where one is the, the ending of all things. Um, so it's a, I don't know how to explain it. And I have the books and everything on the Hebrew stuff and how to speak it, and how to translate it, write it and stuff. Words are way different. Certain letters aren't in it. Same thing with Kryptonian. Yes, I know how to <laughs> write in Kryptonian. <laughs> I'm a nerd. But uh, yeah, it's amazing because you learn about the tabernacle is pretty much an ancient church that you could take anywhere. And you set it up a certain way with fire pits, uh, a certain type of food, water in a certain way. So people can go, either, you know, drink it or bathe it. And I can't remember exactly what it was for. The table that's presented when you go into the tent. Um, and the person that represents uh, the tabernacle, which is from the tribe of uh, Judah. You know, and then that's how we got Jerusalem. Which Jerusalem is named after Judah, which is one of the sons of Jacob. Uh, Jacob's name got changed to Israel after fighting with Christ or Jesus or God. And it says God in the Bible. Well, fighting with God until daybreak. And uh, just imagine that. And that's, that's what got me hooked on that story of Jacob more is when I read that. Because all the other stuff is weird. Well, not really. Hard working and you get paid off in rewards. I'll tell that story one day if you guys don't know it. But anyway, he tried to run from his brother and his uncle Laban, and they were trying to both were trying to kill him. He had two wives, hundred people all together, and at that point, I think it was only ten sons, because Joseph wasn't born yet, or maybe Joseph was born. I can't remember. It's been a long time. Anyway, and then Benjamin was the last. The Benjamin tribe is where King David comes from. I can go on and on and on. You know, because I, I, unlike most people where they can read pretty much anything and they like it, I found 
years and years ago, decades ago, that I'm more used to, to reading, comfortable reading, enjoy reading uh, things about gods, mythology, philosophy, and I, these are the things I like to read. And besides reading what I've been reading since I was six, is comic books. But now they're all over the place. And there's comic book heroes and stuff that y'all don't know about, I know about. And I wonder why they don't even make movies about them. Because they're, they're pretty damn good. The ones that I uh, like. <clears throat> so, that many of you guys know about. But uh, anyway, back to this. I went way off topic. And maybe I didn't. Maybe I gave you a little bit of uh, interesting things to make you want to go look at the Bible. Um, which you should, because it's our basic instructions before leaving earth, meaning Bible. So, with that being said, like I said, this episode of Nightly News reminded me of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah's destruction right before it got destroyed. And then it reminds me of the part in Judges, which maybe later on I will find you know, I just want to talk about this because it's interesting to me, but I will find it and, and talk about it another time. So let's get into this. Good evening and welcome, everyone. One of the least discussed atrocities in the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel is coming into horrifying focus tonight. Stories of women sexually assaulted and brutally killed. Tonight, investigators from Israel are revealing eyewitness and victim accounts, some reviewed by NBC News. They describe gang rapes, the bodies of deceased victims bearing signs of mutilation, and what many endured in their final hours at the hands of terrorists. Tonight, President Biden calling the accounts appalling. The Israeli military, meantime, says it has killed several Hamas leaders as it steps up its ground war in the south. But that is also leaving Palestinian civilians with fewer and fewer places to shelter. We have to warn you tonight, some of the images and stories are quite graphic. Let's start with NBC's Hala Garani. So pause it real quick. So thinking of something else biblical. And this is why this is like my, my third time now talking about it on moral high ground here. And the reason why I keep talking about this war there's so many things I see when it comes to the news, when it comes to the world, and when it comes to humanity, it tells me that the end of the, uh, everything is near, the destruction of all humanity. And with this, it begins with revelation. And there's so many signs of revelation that has already been fulfilled, signs that you guys know about, but you don't see it as revelation. You see it as, uh, oh, China made a flu, or, or oh, uh, <laughs> for example, this is real stuff. Oh, the natural disaster. Oh, the waters are, are, are uh, lakes and rivers are drying up. And, and all, the Mississippi River is drying up. And you look at it as like just a regular occurrence or some type of thing. But it's really supernatural. Um, if you read Revelations, you will be blessed in so many ways. And because you won't, once you do, this is a prophecy that has not been fulfilled. And what's going on is through the whole thing, stuff starts to happen. You know, angels come and they're trying to, you know, it's all about these strolls and how they get opened and stuff. And, and one of them 
angels come and destroy stuff, and then one angel comes and says, hurt not the land, not the sea, nor the trees, you know, and he's, he's, he's on our side to protect all humanity. And then later on after that, four horsemen come, which already had a king, you know, pestilence, which was, was a, some kind of disease, which we can call COVID, you know. Uh, also, what happens is famine, People couldn't find food. That stuff's been happening forever, but it's a little bit more intense nowadays because food costs are high and everything else, you know. And then the third is war, which is what we got going on right now. And the last one rides upon a pale horse, death. And death has been happening a lot, a lot this past couple years, uh, four years now. So, it's crazy now I say four years now because we're about to hit a new year. So, anyway, I just wanted to talk about that because the war is not just something that's happening. And Israel does get attacked a lot, but not to this extreme. In Revelation, they talk about all nations of the world will go against Israel. So far, it's just Hamas. But then America's sitting here supposed to be Israel's allies and not doing anything. At the same time, they're helping Ukraine. They're helping Ukraine way too much. And then Russia's attacking Ukraine. But the thing about it is Russia got attacked by Ukraine, which is weird because you had Biden not too long ago talking about how they supplied Ukraine full of weapons. And yet, when they finally attacked to strike back, they're considered uh, doing something wrong, which is crazy because if you look at America's history, especially with the you know, 4th of July, you know, on the first day we were attacked the second day, we came up with a plan. The third day, you know, well, the second day, we, we, we recovered. The third day, we came up with a plan. The fourth day, we fought back and won. And that's why it's the 4th of July. So, if you guys don't know. But, you know, it's just really weird, you know. Yeah, and that's another thing. I read a lot of stuff that has to do with war. <laughs> I left that out a bit ago. But, yeah, I know a lot of warrior stuff. But, anyway, back to this. On October 7th, Hamas attacked within Israel's borders with a wave of terror, murdering over 1,200 people, including entire families. And Israeli investigators say there is growing evidence that Hamas unleashed another kind of horror against women. Something so uh, horrific happened, um, and the world should know. We spoke to Mirit Ben-Meir, who's helping lead the investigation of allegations of repeated rape and sexual assault by Hamas. Where does your investigation stand? Uh, we have uh, eyewitnesses that are slowly uh, arriving and giving testimonies. Disturbing accounts about October 7th including this woman describing how a Hamas terrorist, quote, laid a woman down, he is raping her, then they pass her on to another person, telling investigators the woman was alive and bleeding. Another chilling eyewitness account from Yoni Sadon, telling the Sunday Times he was at the music festival where Hamas slaughtered hundreds of Israeli concert goers. He hid under dead bodies, saying he saw a, quote, beautiful woman with the face of an angel and eight or ten of the fighters beating and raping her. When they finished, they were laughing, and the last one shot her in the head, he said. So this is the one, this is the part I was talking about. They said she looked like an angel. 
Because it looked like an angel. You know? And they said 10 people raped her and brutally beat her. As well as um, when they were done, shot her in the head. Now, the other part in the beginning where they were talking about um, women being sexually assaulted and stuff, that was just wrong and, and demented altogether. But right here, it caught my ear because I was kind of doing other stuff and had this plan. You know how you have background noises sometimes. And when I heard this, it just automatically reminded me of Sodom and Gomorrah and the story in Judges, which I really can't remember exactly what part. Because Judges, the main story that people read, I guess, even myself, I have to admit, is a Samson story. But, you know, and then how Samuel became Samuel. Uh, but anyway, so it just really got to me because, you know, angels and stuff are supposed to come to protect us in, in hard times and uh, be a messenger for God. And so here we got a war that's happening into a holy place with another nation that considers themselves holy. And a woman comes up that looks beautiful like an angel and 10 guys are raping her. And when they're done brutally beating her and raping her, they shoot her in the head. Now, like I said, in Judges, the situation is different. And they actually raped the woman till she dies. And it's like you see bones or something. Or there's something about her skull, if I remember right. Like they crushed her head or or it was nothing left but a stole. Um, really messed up. And it really might just be... What you see here, a supernatural um, history repeating itself. And I say supernatural history because that's what it is. It's a biblical history, you know, and that's what happens to the whole Bible. But this one's in modern times. And so this is quite disturbing if this is the case. You know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying something that means something to me and something, a little bit of how I think when I hear stuff. Most people don't think like this. They don't think of God or um, something that happened biblically and try to tie it with reality or normal day reality or how, I don't know how you would say it, common. Um, I'm trying to, because it's all reality, even the Bible. So, But I'm saying tying it with uh, oh, modern day world or uh, common everyday life. You know, that's a better way of putting it. Because people have everyday life and, you know, they don't walk around thinking of God and stuff. But you have to. Something made all of us. You don't even, if you don't want to believe it's a God, believe in the fact that we live in the verse, the universe. The universe itself is two Greek words put together. Una meaning one. You know, kind of like uno. It was una. You know, and then verse. We sung a verse. We spoke a verse. We're talking about verses. And we all know God said, let there be light. Light was that verse. The whole verse was let it be light. And bam, we got universe. You know? So even the title itself, just saying universe, means that the biblical beginning of Genesis is right. God said a verse. And this is what we're at. God said, pretty much, let there be light and created the universe. That one word is light. We gotta have a light heart. We gotta be more lighter on things. You know, we gotta be the light. 
a guiding beacon for those that got lost and bring them back home. We got to do that for everybody, for ourselves, for our humanity, for the world. And that's something that, that means more to me than anything. But I'm not perfect. I have hangups too. And I, you know, truly want humanity to fix itself. I want to come together with things, but it's so hard to tolerate people nowadays and it's so hard to trust in people because they fall for all kinds of wickedness, all kinds of things that are just wrong and like things that are just demented, sick, and chaotic. And I'm not interested in chaos. I'm more interested in succeeding, trying to win, to conquer, you know? You know, not trying to be the top dog. I'm just trying to be the best dog. <laughs> you know, so I don't know any other way to say it. But we continue with this. And I, I might go back a little bit. We'll go back a little bit. Because I want to get to the point of what the other... Because all this that was just being said means a little bit of something. And I'm just going to break it down. I'm digging my nose on camera. So, yeah. Disturbing accounts about October 7th, including this woman describing how a Hamas terrorist, quote, laid a woman down, he is raping her, then they pass her on to another person, telling investigators the woman was alive and bleeding. So that right there, that whole part right there is what I'm talking about. So I'm dissecting this like, like usual. So, you know, laying a woman down and they raped her and then she was bleeding. And they're raping her so bad that, you know, it might have been an abuse thing where she was bleeding hard. It might have been her first time, you know, because a lot of women over there are still virgins. And, you know, when it's their first time, they bleed and stuff. And it's not a beautiful thing to think about. A woman that practiced some form of belief system where she believed in God and they kept their chastity, they kept their virginity, and they were saving it for a marriage where they have family and stuff and then a whole bunch of sick dudes hold her down, start raping her, beat the hell out of her, and she loses her purity. It's so sad. It's it's sad, it's sick, it's evil. And it shouldn't be tolerated at all costs. It should be destruction towards these people. At all costs. You know, these people deserve to be punished for whatever crime. Now, what's been going on in the news with this whole situation, with this war, is when Israel attacks, they're blaming how they're attacking Hamas. And it's the same thing with, with Ukraine. They're blaming Ukraine how they're attacking Russia. These people are literally suffering. And the thing about it is, with what this just said, these people are evil. They're monsters. And if you can't see that, and listen to this, I mean, this is honest and truth. Here in America, there's, there's not that much chastity, let's just be honest. There's people that lie about their virginity and stuff, you know. And then there's just so many people lie about all kinds of stuff when it comes to that whole scenario of intercourse with whatever and whoever they're doing it with. But in a country where they have a strong belief in a God, you know this woman had virginity. You know, you know it. And so if someone would do that, that's where evil comes in. This is where true rape comes in. Because if a woman is pure and proper, 
and not just pure and proper with virginity and stuff, but, but modest and things like that. And you take that away from her. And you took the chances of her being loved, appreciated, and valued for who she is and her restraints. A woman has restraint, has good values. You know, it's another thing American women don't have anymore. There's a lot of restraints. They don't hold back. They're tough. They want to be the aggressive woman. And the, uh, hey, da, 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 da. But all that comes really short because after a while it gets old. Because a man wants to live a, a peaceful life, not have a hard life. And they don't want the woman they care about to get, make their life harder. And this is something that's not being understood in all this crap in, in America right now. They just talk, you got these guys, Andrew Tate and what's her name, Paul or Pearl or whatever, and all, you know, all doing this crap where, oh, God, girls are like this, and uh, let's just be real. Okay, let's just be real about it. You're ruining the party for everybody, okay? Women being tough and bully and all money and stuff. You're making sex so boring. It's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just, yeah, sex is a good thing, but let's talk about doing it with someone you truly care about, not just some chick that's sexy and thinks she's the shit. And, and that's just my thing. And excuse me for saying shit, but yeah. But this is heartbreaking to me. A woman who had purity and lost it to a bunch of demons. So this is even worse than, both of them is worse. You know, there's no breaking it down, but both of them is worse, but this is, this is pure evil right here. You know, and that's heartbreaking. So, because everybody wants that purity, the person that's pure in their life. So, let me go back again. And I'm trying to drill this in your head, because I want you guys to go find this biblical uh, passage, you know. In uh, Genesis 20-something, that's when, uh, I think it's Genesis 20-something, where Abraham talks with the angels, one of them stays, and, you know, if nobody's worthy, not one. And that's what he's saying about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then he starts praying. And he says, well, what if 50 are worthy? You know, and then they, and he keeps going all the way down to one, which leads to Lot and his family. And then the angels show up at uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, which is actually two cities, but they're considered one. And, uh, and then the angels and stuff. So just hear it. Another chilling eyewitness account from Yoni Sadon telling the Sunday Times he was at the music festival where Hamas slaughtered hundreds of Israeli concert goers. He hid under dead bodies, saying he saw a, quote, beautiful woman with the face of an angel and eight or ten of the fighters beating and raping her. When they finished, they were laughing, and the last one shot her in the head, he said. So I had to play it again. And... First off, let's think about the dialogue and how he talks. Like I said, this is a spiritual country, a holy country, hold the motherland, promised land. And what's being said in there, what he first thing he says, besides even the part of him laying underneath dead bodies, you hear this in acts of war, that people are trying to survive a war, will hide underneath a dead body to make the enemy think that they've already killed that person. Which is a thing you got to think about. That's a gruesome thing, in a way, because it makes you feel like your prey, 
on top of that, it has to be something where you feel that he, that everything is lost. Your people's gone. Your loved ones are gone. But you have to survive to tell the tale, to carry their lives with you, even though they're gone. It's 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 horrifying to think if you can't get away, you're next. But the thing about it is, once again, going back to, you know, the great U.S. of A. It's the same scenario here, you know. They make you think you're next of getting punished or next of, of losing something. Because so many things are lost. You know, America's not a place where you have a building that's built and they stay forever because they'll tear them down and build something else, even if it's a historical thing. After a while, they'll get tired of it. Might get termites. You never know. But something like that is downright, once again, evil. To have people hiding in fear from the enemy and burying themselves underneath their loved ones, their friends, their families. It's just so sad and horrible. The next part of the dialogue that was said was a woman that had a face of an angel. Now, just pay attention to that dialogue. Once again, the spiritual nation, when he says that, he's saying that because, worst off, he comes from a place that believes, once again, in God. So, instead of just saying, oh, she's beautiful, or she's pretty, or fine, like we do here, he can actually say she's angelic because of what the other situation was where a woman had chastity, was, you know, virginity was safe. You know, this woman probably was even the same. But, like I said, the other part of it, it could actually be an angel person, an angelic person that was seen. You know, that's if they haven't found that body. It's just really heartbreaking. So... I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to stop when I see something that, uh, or hear something once again that uh, sounds biblical to me. Hamas has denied committing sexual crimes against women. Israeli officials say the investigation is challenging because most victims were killed. But among the evidence seen by NBC News, graphic photos of women's bodies with obvious signs of sexual assault including some naked from the waist down. Some of the terrorists that are interrogated, they're saying that this was happening and this was done. First responders describing naked female bodies tied to beds. NBC News also reviewing this Hamas document that Israeli officials say was carried by Hamas militants on October 7th with instructions on how to say, take off your pants in Hebrew. Now I have to stop it there. Two things. One, I think that's crazy with the tying of women in bits and things, and, and you know, and unless it's some weird sexual thing you're doing, some having fun or whatever, pretending she's a criminal or dressing up like a cop. I don't know, but <laughs> that's the funny part of it. But and I'm not trying to make this thing a joke, but I think it's crazy because I I heard an, or was it a documentary? One or two. It's either a documentary I was watching or a new special. They were talking about girls that 
were taken from Mexico and, and you know, south of the border, forced to have babies, especially the one I was watching. The girl was 15 when it all started. They got her, and they tied her to a bed, and they would have guys pay to go have sex with her tied to a bed. And she had made multiple <gasps> abortions and ended up keeping, like, one child, I think it was, eventually, and getting away. But that's sad that, that, that it, sex is so important to people that you're willing to violate people, use them, manipulate them, and destroy them for what you want, whether it be money or the feeling, the passion, the desire, or just the, the brutality of using your body part, male body part, you know, as a weapon towards women. At the same time, women are not at a, at a guilt, uh, innocent. You know, they're just guilty as men because they use their vagina to get what they want. They want to get money. They want to uh, manipulate a guy into doing what they want. You know, it's the only superpower they got. They use it towards like, hey, you want this? Come here. And yeah, look at me. I'm saying, you know, not besides them having breasts and smiling and doing all the sexual stuff to make themselves look attractive. Their manipulation stills are beyond understanding. And so it's like, even with that situation, they're using their sexual prowess in a way that is intimidating to some men. That's why a lot of guys are afraid to talk to women. And a lot of them uh, dream of a certain woman they want. And I'll tell you this, most guys all dream of a good woman that they can sit back and enjoy time with that makes them feel loved and warm and happy. And that is attractive and sexy enough to make them want to keep being around that woman. But once again, American women don't know that and don't live up to that. And so this is why you got guys that cheat or run around and leave and all that. And I don't really know why a lot of guys cheat. They just want to act like, they go, you know, I hear that notch on the belt crap, all that, like, stuff that people say all the time when they talk about these issues of women and men. But it doesn't matter, you know? Like, I've been all over the place when it came to women. And... And I don't even, can't even count how many it's been. And I never cared after a while. After I reached, after I got out of being a teenager, that shit didn't matter. Who cares about how many women you didn't been with? Just be with them. Enjoy the time you got. And why brag about it? Just, you know, you did it. It's something that should be between you and that woman, not the world. You forget when your homeboy goes, oh, did you do that? You hit something wrong with him. He ain't really getting them. But he's sitting there acting like he does. And why act? Just keep it real, as they say. But my point being, it's a terrible situation that everyone's mind is caught up in that when there's bigger things at stake. You know, there's a war going on right here, so that's a bigger thing. There's financial debts and, and punishment and all that. There's more and more drug debt issues, homeless people, you know what I'm saying? A meteor coming to destroy us all, a black hole in the middle of the universe, our galaxy, I should say, not in the middle of the universe, our galaxy, Milky Way. And the thing about it is we chop it up just to have sex. And if we ain't making babies, then what the hell are we doing? Because after a while, you're playing with people's emotions. You're not trying to make a family, which is what the whole purpose of uh, sex and intercourse is about you're making chaos because you're gonna hurt someone's feelings and they're gonna do something 
chaotic. I had a video sent to me, which my person that sent it to me wanted me to use on one of my other shows on my other channel, and I'm not going to use it for that, maybe for this. But it's a guy that went nuts and decided to kill both his, his ex-girlfriend, his ex-wife and his, his uh, recent girlfriend, and then he killed himself, and it was stupid. And, and it just doesn't make any sense, you know. Some people need to take time with themselves, understand themselves before they get into a relationship. And I know this has nothing to do with this topic, but it has to be said. So with that being said, um, oh, I forgot the other part I was going to say. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a horrible thing. And then uh, uh, I had to go back a bit, let me see, because I knew what I was talking about so somewhere in here okay he's saying that this was happening and this was done first responders describing naked female bodies tied to beds NBC News also reviewing this Hamas document that Israeli officials say was carried by Hamas militants on October okay, yeah, 7th this part. with instructions on how to say take off your pants in Hebrew the UN Facing backlash. Now, I, I took Hebrew studies. And I'm going to give you a whole bunch of stuff to understand the Hebrew alphabet, to understand things in Hebrew. Nowhere in that. And maybe that's because I had my grace and I was feeling really uh, humble and good with God. And uh, I didn't think of nothing just crazy like that. Like, oh, I'm going to go do it to Hebrew women or Jewish women or whatever. I didn't think like that. I was just like, so interested in learning because in my mind even if you were to meet uh, someone spiritual from the past and the reason why I say from the past there's a, a thing with Jesus going up to the top of a mountain with the disciples and he was able to get Moses on one side of him and Elijah on the other side of him and have a full conversation and Peter was like let's build tabernacles for you Moses and Elijah and uh, what I'm saying is I always thought, like, maybe you can, somewhere in your spiritualness, be able to meet one of the old, you know, prophets or whatever. And the only language they would speak would be Hebrew. So you would want to know how to speak it. So that's what I was going through when I was doing Hebrew studies. I was like, I have to know this. Because what if someone, I mean, because think about it, because... That would be some mental, strong mental ability for you to go to heaven and be able to understand everybody with just English. And maybe that's not the thing. I don't know. It's just something I thought about. <laughs> now I said it out loud. I've never said this before out loud. But I always thought, like, if you went to heaven, you, you know, yeah, you, you're going to talk to people that speak your language. <laughs> now it sounds stupid because maybe there is a spiritual thing where you can understand everybody once you get to heaven. So now it just sounds dumb. And I'm embarrassed that I said something that's been in my mind forever <laughs> out loud. But that's what I did when I took Hebrew studies. I was thinking, okay, if Moses or Elijah or Abraham or Jacob, any of them came and I have to learn how to speak Hebrew to talk to them. Okay, now I'm just sounds stupid, but dang it, never mind this. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Okay. For its response, some deemed too slow, including this protest Monday. Critics blasting the Secretary General for taking seven weeks to publicly call for an investigation of Hamas and sexual violence. 
and the agency UN Women for not putting out a statement until last Friday. Tonight, the agency telling us in part, within days of the horrific attacks, UN Women began offering concrete support to the UN Commission of Inquiry, which is investigating these matters. So Bosnia, because they sound like they want to make the women uh, guilty for taking too long to explain what's been going on sexually to the people that's being assaulted during the war. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me again. But you can't. They're terrified. If you got a guy to just witness a woman get raped and shot in the head and then some other woman being raped to where she starts bleeding, then obviously they're terrified. And so, yeah, that's a, a very bad thing. I feel like the world has turned their backs. Miriam Schler runs a rape crisis center in Tel Aviv and says Israel's critics are downplaying, even dismissing, alleged Hamas sexual violence. You say that people can be opposed to what's happening to Palestinians. Absolutely. But at the same time, they need Absolutely. to be Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's two things that don't have to do with each other. I feel for the suffering of Palestinian civilians, it has nothing to do with the fact that there can never, ever, ever be an excuse for rape. And how about President Biden, as we mentioned at the top of the... So no one cares what President Biden is talking about. And you can be mad at me if you want the left wing, right wing, and both of you guys are wrong. So um, it's just a horrible situation. So I wanted to talk about this because, once again, just that one whole thing about the girl that looked like an angel, it reminded me of biblical history. And I thought, like, wow, this is a spiritual war. And I've thought that since the beginning. Obviously, if you go back and watch the episode where uh, I went over Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, Instagram video, um, that's what I feel. And I, fulfilled, uh, I feel that prophecy is being fulfilled <clears throat> here in through Revelations. And so my whole point of this is we need to be more aware not of what's going on with our governments, our families, or whatever the hell, but we need to be aware of spiritual signs, things that remind us of God, and not just of God, of the wickedness that comes from us from hell itself. That way we can be prepared to fight it with the spiritual nature of God. And this is my belief system, and we have to understand this, and, and this is a perfect topic before the show, Moral High Ground, because... We need that moral wisdom, you know. And yeah, moral high ground can mean multiple different things. It can mean two different things. That you got a moral high ground because you feel superior, or you have a more you, you see something that's wrong and, and you're morally right. Like that's the whole point of what I'm saying. You know, what's morally right to you? You know. So, I mean, it all depends on you. you take it how you want. But what I do know is we're all here for a reason. And it doesn't matter how the world was created or you know how powerful we think it is and what we think don't exist, because something exists that we don't even know about, and there's multiple things. This world's been around way before any of us was created. So there's stuff in the world we don't even know. No matter how good your scientist is, they ain't went deep down in understanding the whole underground of the Earth. Yeah, scientists understand the oceans now because of NASA understanding the space and a little bit a little bit because we don't know what's on every planet and globe around the universe you know you know you can say there's furons kryptonians and 
and the people will owe her. <laughs> like, I mean, I can go with a whole bunch of dirty stuff that I believe might be real because of some kind of psychic connection with the writers of those things and whatever the universe that gave them that input. And that's from something else, too. But my true feelings of this is humanity is not not the only thing that is the best of whatever. And if God created us in his most perfect image, and we're supposed to be his most loved, you know, like I said, his most loved creation, there's other things you create. Tons of things you create. I create a whole bunch of stuff. I write, I do art, I do multiple shows on this thing. I created this podcast. You know, I do lots of other stuff. And I mean, I got so many hobbies because, you know, my mind's always filled with something. I have to get it all out or I get really frustrated as a person. I don't know if that's some kind of psychosis, but I have to get it out of my brain so I can just go, ah, you know, and have that peace of serenity. And uh, I believe that if God thinks anywhere like that, then this is why he created everything. We had to get it out. We needed to be out. And because he did, look at what we have. So we have to honor and respect and cherish and appreciate all of creation, even those that create, because those who create have a connection to God that they're not even aware of. And so with that all being said, you know, I have to say, peace be with you all and blessings upon you always because we have to keep things going. We have to keep the good spirit alive. We have to find our way to the right path, the right one that leads to serenity. And with all that being said, you know, <laughs> follow me. You know, subscribe to either this channel or the podcast. And leave comments. I want comments, you know, from you guys. So I understand how you guys uh, believe or what you want to talk about. That I can uh, put some input in. At the same time, um, and check out SLK Universe, which is this. And check out, um, well... The Power Stone by SOK, which is me doing a bunch of funny stuff. So, <laughs> I don't know. But all I want to say is have a heart and, and try to respect your fellow man and woman and, and search for good and don't accept evil. Accept the fact that there is a creator of all things and we're just a small speck in his creation. Maybe the best of what he loves. But there's others, you know, or there wouldn't be angels and things, you know, I don't know. But yeah, peace be with you all and blessings and I'll see you next time. Peace.